Hello and welcome once again to Failsafe Fitness Podcast. This is season two, episode number 25. Quarter of a century on this season. Thank you very much for sticking with it. My name, as always, is Michael Joshua. I am the owner of Felsafe Fitness Limited. And this is our little podcast discussing all things fitness, nutrition, and golf performance. Welcome to the show. We are a quarter of the century in, and we're well into the almost the 50th episode in total of the show. So please like, subscribe, share with your friends. There might be something in this poorly produced podcast that someone might want to listen to or some tips on golf, fitness and nutrition that might come in handy in your life. It's been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, Sun came back out here in the UK, so we were back out on the golf course quite a bit. I caught a bit of a tan. Uh, Competition season is is almost winding down. Uh, I've come across uh, a few people who think that because... I do certain things for the golf club, they can just abuse me. Um, And we'll get into that a little bit later on in the golf section. Very interesting week. A lot of my clients are performing. I think uh, there's a couple of them have really, over the last month, everything that we have been doing over the last couple of months has culminated in them shooting some great golf scores. Uh, one of them shot a 43. One of them finally broke 60 after being stuck uh, quite massively in their high handicap of, of 46. Had got really stuck at shooting, uh, trying to break 60. Uh, and finally did that this week. So I'm very proud of what they've done. I'm very glad that they've taken it on board. And I'm very glad they've got the attitude of that even though it may not have worked for a a couple of three weeks, that they've put everything that we do in lessons into practice on the golf course and have actually performed better. And that's the whole idea of the golf performance for me is that I want people to perform better. And it's the same with the personal training side of things. And it's the same with the nutrition side of things. It's great. We get stuck in a rut. We're creatures of habit. Um, we like to do things a certain way, we like to do things. And then when we're told we can't do things, and we're told we need to do things, that's when we get defensive, and also we cling to what we know. So I'm very proud of the clients that I've got, the clients that I've got in the business at the minute, uh, both you know performance side and fitness and nutrition side. They're all doing really really well and i'm so proud as as a coach to have them and long may the success continue if you do want to join all the links are in the description you know it's 20 pound a session for golf performance it's 20 pound a session for your fitness it's 15 pound a session for some nutrition and weight management advice if you do need someone to get you back on track Give me a call, drop me an email, get in contact on WhatsApp, social media. I'm sure we can come to some kind of arrangement and we can get you on the right track. Well done everybody this week, you've done really, really well. 
My performance, on the other hand, I've damned down to 108 kilo. I was just a, a few short months ago. I was I was climbing back up to 112, 113 kilos. So I decided, made a conscious effort to eventually change my diet. I've cut a couple of things out. I haven't cut everything out. I just cut one thing out at a time. Made a switch here, made a switch there, and I'm already down four kilos. And I said by the end of the year I wanted to be, to be below 100 kilo. If that continues, I don't think I'll make seven kilo by the end of the year. I mean, it's September. So October, November, December, I've got three months. Three, three and a half months. Uh, nearly four months, shall we say, to get down seven kilos. But I'll take it if I can get down to around 102 around 102 kilos maybe even 100 kilo by the end of the year um there is going to be obviously when himley shut when we shut for the winter to do some maintenance work i can then spend a little bit more time in the gym and building on building a better version of me so hopefully 100 kilo is very doable it should be very doable i've just got to stick on the track that i'm doing um Golf-wise, I've made a switch. I've made a conscious switch. So I bought some Cali irons about a month or two, almost two months ago now. Haven't really put them in the bag. Played two or three rounds with them. Liked them, but didn't make the permanent switch. Now I've made the permanent switch, and I think I'm going to stick with them now. There are a few golf clubs up for sale. So again, links in the description. If you do want to take a look at the golf clubs that I do have for sale, um please go and do that they are not you know people will be surprised the clubs that i play uh clubs that i do have but at the end of the day it's something that i feel i needed to do and there's a there's a couple of iron sets and a couple of bits and bobs that i i want to get rid of so i'm open to offers and and what have you um obviously there is a, a limit to what that offer is. I mean, five quid for something is not really an offer. It's an insult. But prices on there, you know, you take 10, 15% off those prices, we can have a discussion. So go and take a look uh, at the link in the description of the podcast. You can definitely take a look at those golf clubs and see what you think. They're clubs that have got me down to an 11 handicap. And hopefully these Callies are going to take me down into single figures. Hopefully by the end of 2023, if not into early 2024. And talking of things that are exciting, I am trying to put together a little get-together. So all of my clients that are playing golf performance... Obviously, Himley's only got about another eight, maybe ten weeks left in it before it does close. So I'm hoping sometime early October, uh, middle of October, one of those Sundays in the middle of October, I'm hoping to get all of my clients together. There will be a, I will be getting in touch with all of you folks that have, have come for lessons. If you do want to come and join, it'll be £15. We will be playing nine holes. There will be some prizes and some food up for grabs as well. Uh, just a little get-together, and it'll be good to see all you guys perform and girls on the golf course. It'll be great. 
nice fun day get everybody playing golf before the club shuts let's get into the show then most of you know the format so that's been my my summary of the last week or so um, I do a little nutrition tip an exercise tip and then we get into the golf side of things as well uh, this is the final week of the cut carbs week 10 so the 10 simple tips of how to cut carbohydrates in your from your diet um, and this is a this is a fairly simple one I think a lot of people should know this and if you don't why don't you read boxes of, of cereal um, if you are a cereal lover and you like a cereal on the morning for your breakfast you may be ingesting a little bit too much sugar which can cause some unhealthy spikes in blood sugar so recommended something like an overnight oat which is packed full of protein and maybe a little bit less sugar and obviously you all know the likes of uh, product dropping here and uh, I'm sorry I do apologize but it's facts that the likes of these Belvita biscuits that are promoted as healthy foods and healthy breakfast cereal biscuit bars are just packed full of sugar and are not healthy for you they may stay oh we're a whole grain and we've got this and we've got that yes they do but they also have a, a high sugar intake and are probably worse worse if not equal to eating a, a bowl of cocoa pops or something similar fruit loops on the morning in terms of sugar so what I recommend is adding some more protein. I mean, ideally, if you're not vegan, it will be something like a, an egg or two. A couple of boiled eggs on toast, poached eggs on toast, something like that. It's going to give you a, a higher protein, lower carbohydrate intake. You're still getting your healthy fats in there as well. And that will set you up for the day. And that, ladies and gents, is the last tip of how to cut carbs uh, in 10 simple processes if you do want to learn some more and go over some of those tips blog post this week in fact it did go up a little early so you may have already read it again link is in the description in the podcast uh, 13 ways to cut carbs so i did 10 tips over the last 10 weeks there's an extra three in there as well go and have a read you don't have to do all 13 at once pick two do the two and then pick another two and then move forward and move forward these are the steps that I've taken over the last month to get me down um, just over two kilos in the last five weeks uh, so it does work you've just got to be very selective and stick to your guns because as I said before if you you know all these 10 things to cut carbs and you try and do all 10 straight away you are going to struggle and you're going to feel like crap so just do a couple get those into a routine do a couple more get those into a routine do a couple more and by, before you know it you know you're losing weight you're gaining your life back exercise of the week then ladies and gents now this is something that uh, I've picked up on it seems to be a, a thing in the fitness market at the minute and it's definitely something that I've been doing 
uh, with clients, particularly golf clients over the last few weeks if they've been coming to the gym for some exercise. So as we walk around the golf course and as you walk around the tennis court, as you walk around your daily life, quads and hamstrings, calves are very easily used. You can feel when you're using them. Um, and obviously the big thing for you ladies and some of you guys out there is building those big healthy buns, that big peachy bum. Um, and the thing that gets ignored when doing that and the thing that tends to go and it's it's been proven in sports as well, uh, footballers, ice hockey players, tennis players, who've all put on some mass on their quads, hamstrings and glutes, is that what they've actually, the most common injury then, has ended up being uh, groin strains. So the adductors, the adductors in the legs are often ignored. I know mine are a little bit, and I do feel that now and again, and I'm not getting any younger. But it's something I've been adding into people's programs throughout 2023, and will continue to do more of in 2024. It's the fact that we can build strong quads, we can build strong hamstrings, but then we neglect those little muscles, those little adductors. So these are two exercises, not one, but two exercises this week that you can do. You can add to a routine at the end of a routine to help make sure that these adductors don't get left out and that you're not uh, going to end up with a groin strain keeping you from playing golf, tennis, rugby, cricket, whatever it may be that you enjoy doing. The first one is very simple, and it's probably something, if you're my age, you've probably seen your parents do at some point, uh, especially your mom if she's had a little home workout routine. So lie on the floor on your side, knees slightly bent, and all I'm going to get you to do is raise the top leg away from the other. So feel like it's raising away and lowering down. I want you to do 8 to 12 reps three to five sets and that's going to help build that muscle that so you're t adding and taking away that quad from the thigh from the other opening and closing so very much like if you were sat on an adductor machine except there's only one side working at a time roll over and do the other side the second one of these exercises is is similar but also a big notch up in difficulty so if you've got one of those little step boxes when you used to do step aerobics or something like that or you've got a low bench or a low chair absolutely perfect or stack a weight plate or two up into a little pile so you're going to lie down you're going to bend the leg on on the bottom of your lie down on your side bend the leg at the, on the that's on the floor and the other leg, take it, put your ankle or the inside of your foot on that weight plate or on the step-up box. And what I want you to do is lift your whole body up with that leg on the box and hold it for 5 to 10 seconds. Now, obviously, this is going to be dependent on strength and ability. So I'm going to say 5 seconds to start with, isometric hold. And I want you to do between 5 and 10 reps of this per side, switch and then switch again and do about three to five sets. 
So if you're doing five seconds, you can only hold for five seconds before it really feels like it's going to hurt. Just do three sets of five each side. Um, and that isometric hold is going to help build some strength in those adductors. And obviously, as you get stronger and it gets a bit easier, do, you know, eight seconds for three sets. Then do ten seconds for three sets. And once you can get to ten seconds, go four sets or five sets of ten. Uh, so go up to, I'd say go up, up to five sets and then go back down to either five or eight seconds. So two simple exercises. Lie on the floor, knees bent. Raise one thigh away from the other, open and close as if you are on a doctor machine. And the second one is the isometric hold. Get a little footstool or a couple of weight plates, stack them up. Leg that's on the floor bent, other leg on those weight plates, and just pick your feel that you're picking yourself up in a straight line. Hold that leg isometrically five to ten seconds, three to five sets, and let me know how you get on. That's really going to build that adductor. And stop you from getting any groin issues if you are doing a lot of leg work. Finally then we're on to the golf tip of the week. And this is probably the if you're a player who plays in your club competitions. There are many different clubs who many do things many different ways. And this week is about scorecards. Now, unfortunately, in my particular club, we don't use a digital scorecard. We use a bog standard scorecard. And there are a couple of different scorecards. There's a, a single-use one with just one player. And there's a what we call a competition card with the ABCD and the full 18-hole scores on. So you can put all your, your players and markers scores on. And throughout 2022, there were a few shall we say mishaps of people not putting dates on not putting the correct competition not putting their correct names down not signing their cards not signing the sheets so 2023 came along and we decided to make some changes so competition cards not so much of a problem as long as you've got all four players names you know for all four players have signed the card no big deal but if it ever comes to the point where there's only a small card then either on the back or there is enough room to put at least two player scores on so players need to record not only their own but their marker score on their cards purely because they can then be cross-referenced and then if if there are any issues we can then call them up and say well you've actually signed for this on your card you've said you've signed for that but on their card you said you've signed for a, a five instead of a six so they will have to take a stroke penalty and it will be a six because they've signed to say that they've done it and that's their fault and the onus here is on the players to make those choices so when you're playing your club competitions please understand if you're like us and you're a nine hole golf course and they're front and back nine comps please make sure that you're playing the correct holes for one that all your playing partners names are on the scorecard that you're marking and ideally just have one marker mark the entire card if you do want to keep a digital reference of those then obviously there are a million and one apps out there 
that you can put your scores on and cross-reference that when you finish your round. So more importantly is that if you're playing with the single cards in, in some of these club comps, make sure that you put your marker score and your score down and that they are cross-referenced. And with the competition cards with four players, obviously there doesn't need to be a lot of cross-referencing because normally it's one person who is putting all those scores down, so you're all signing that same card at the end of the round. So ideally here, it's scorecards, how they work. I mean, obviously as well, you'll have your holes, your tees and their distances from said tees. You'll have a column of A, B, C and D, which is the four players, put them in. There's a date, make sure you've got the right date on, make sure you've got the correct competition. I know Golf England changed the rules this year, or the RNA changed the rules. Your handicap doesn't have to be on the card. Uh, if you do put it on, it doesn't really matter whether it's correct or not, because the system will automatically know what handicap you're playing off and set it to the correct value when your handicap secretary uh, or member of the committee puts your scores onto the system. You do not, and the, the most important thing as well is that if you add your scores up and it, co it comes to 53 and not 51 that you wrote down, that doesn't matter. What you're actually signing for on a scorecard is that yourself and your playing partners have scored those shots on each hole. So if it's added up incorrectly, doesn't really matter, it will come out in the wash when again your handicap secretary or member of committee put your scores on for that competition but like i say make sure that you've got your correct your name down the correct competition the correct date you're playing the correct tees and you're playing the correct front or back nine if there are different competitions make sure that those things are done and you won't have any problems and obviously it's everybody's the player's responsibility to make sure that those scores are correct and that the marker scores and your scores are recorded particularly if you're playing using a different scorecard to uh, a typical competition card so those scores can then be cross-referenced um, and obviously if you do it digitally none of this is really a problem um, and if you do have to hand a paper card in and then uh, but you do it digitally as well those digital scores will be cross-referenced with the paper card and then either the committee will get in touch if there's an issue or you know they will ask why you scored a four instead of a five um, on the digital card and normally the paper card is the one that they accept over the digital because people do make mistakes it is technology after all So it is the onus of the player, and scorecards are a massive thing in golf. We've all seen, you know, professional players sign for scores. The most famous one was uh, at the Masters. Um, they, uh, there's a story where one of the players signed for a five, or signed for a six instead of a five, and it actually cost him a place in the playoff in the 19, uh, one of the 1970s Masters or 78, something like, like that. They signed for a six instead of a five and it cost them a place in the playoff for the masters so just be aware people 
your scorecards are important. Make sure they're being filled out properly. Make sure they, they can be cross-referenced at every given opportunity and you are filling them out correctly. And hopefully you'll be winning some tournaments. But don't go blaming the club or your handicap secretary or the committee for mistakes that you've made. It is the onus on the player to know each club's rules and it's the onus on the player to make sure that scores are recorded correctly in the correct manner for the club then to not disqualify you from any competitions. And that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening. If you do want to buy some golf clubs, the link is in the description below. I've got a couple of sets of irons. There's a couple of drivers. There's a, a few bits and bobs that I'm looking to get rid of over the winter that I've acquired over the last three or four years as a player. If you do want any of it, let me know. I am open to negotiation. No more than about 15% off is the, uh, is the bare minimum I'll take for these. Um, and obviously that 15% might be postage. So full price and then postage done. I'm happy to accept that if you are listening. I hope you've learned something. Don't forget to work on those adductors if you are working on your legs at any point. Make sure you're not getting any groin injuries. 13 Ways to Cut Carbs is now up and live on the website, on the blog site. No more bre high sugar breakfast cereals or stupid Belvita bars for your breakfast. Go and eat something that's high in protein, low in fat, low in sugar. will get you set up for the day. And ladies and gents, if you're playing competitions at your clubs, please make sure that you fill your scorecards out correctly because that can have a grave consequences on the results. I myself have been disqualified twice this year. I've disqualified myself twice this year because I haven't signed the sign-in sheet, but I've put a card in the box. And as our club rules, you can't put a score in unless you've signed the sheet making sure that your name your date and all your playing partner scores are recorded on both cards so they can be cross-referenced if they're single or they are recorded fully on a normal four-player card it is the player's responsibility not the club's responsibility for those rules to be followed and if not, don't expect anything less than being either warned or disqualified from competitions. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you in episode 26. Have a great week. Play well. Do well. Be the best version of yourself. Bye-bye.